0: Mobile apps, browser tabs, desktop files, domain names. These are just a few examples of digital bloat. You know, the stuff that slows you down, makes it hard to focus. It might even suck you into a black hole of attention. Whether you've thought about it or not, this can be a gotcha for those of us with ADHD. Why it really matters and what to do right now. Hi, I'm David. Maybe something about my story will sound familiar to you. I was a business owner working in marketing who had somehow managed to make it all the way to my 40s before I discovered that the thing that was torpedoing my world was ADHD. So I went on a quest. I was looking for a coach and I found the amazing Dana Rayburn. I saw such dramatic results that I thought more people need a dose of Dana in their lives. And? The Kick Some ADHD Podcast was born. Oh man, Ugh. beans for lunch!
1: God, oh, are you bloated, David? Are you just bloated?
0: Actually, I haven't eaten lunch today, but that feeling is the worst. I know.
1: I <laughs> I hate it when we go out to dinner. And we got home late and then you got to go to bed and you just feel, oh my God, it was so good because, you know, you're going to have dessert and you got all the stuff and, and your chest can hardly move. You're so bloated.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The hardly move, if you're not feeling great, the sluggishness sounds like a computer that hasn't been maintained well.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's how our computers and our dear phones and our dear tablets probably feel most of the time. I know that mine do.
0: <laughs> now, I can't imagine why digital bloat would be a topic of interest to anyone who has ADHD, Dana.
1: <laughs> the people with 40,000 emails in their inbox? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm up, I'm up over, over a quarter million unread in my main inbox.
1: Really, no wonder you don't respond to my emails. I tend to respond Just kidding. to yours. You do. You do. <laughs> yeah. You do. Anyway, uh, why do we care? Really, why do we care? Well, it's it's stressful, and we'll talk about it more in in a moment. Anyway, but it does slow down our systems. It re- draws our focus away, and it has some other problems and challenges with it that we don't aren't even thinking about. So. Yeah
0: it's this yeah it's kind of an insidious thing too but but i think one of the things i always like to describe for people is that feeling like when you're when you know you downloaded a file and you're looking through your downloads how long does it take you to track that thing down
1: yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah hey guess what you could have a simple system that would fix that for you you
1: could have a simple system that would fix that to you and listeners i want you to realize David and I may have very different approaches to this. He may have tech approaches. And I'm just looking at it from a realistic ADHD th- approach. So we'll see. We have no idea how this is going to turn out today. Um, and also, just so you know, tech bloat is actually a term that's used in software that's pre about software that's pre-installed on your computer. When I Googled, when I was writing this and I Googled <laughs> tech, uh, tech bloat. Your computer bloat, this is what came up. Bloatware, so we call it. Bloatware. Bloat Thank yeah. you, bloatware. This is not what we're talking
0: about. Well, yeah, no, okay. that's definitely not what we're talking about. Although, that's that's is, that is that is valid. It's part if of you, it. If you buy a consumer PC from a retail outlet, you know, you'll yeah. get all of the stuff that's all on the there. All the stuff, you don't, yeah. And any that modern smartphone. This is one of the reasons why I like buying digital uh, or uh, Google Pixel phones. They don't come with a lot of bloat. Oh, really? Right, yeah. Huh. Whereas like a Samsung device, you get all this Samsung crap.
1: All this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Anyway. Yep. That, all right. That's not what so, we're talking about today,
0: though. <laughs>
1: where can digital bloat occur? Oh,
0: Dana, how many things do you have on your computer desktop right now?
1: I'm um, not very many because I've gotten pretty good at that.
0: Oh, good. Okay. All right. How many Dear your listener, you how many things are on your... <laughs> Well, there actually are a few things on my desktop. I normally don't have anything, but I switched to Mac a few months ago, and by default, it stashes screenshots on the desktop. It's one of the more annoying things it about stacks the Mac. Them. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did find this switch that allows you to stack them. It it didn't by default, as I discovered, but right. I I want to change that setting because I normally have a, a you know a screenshots folder for that sort of stuff, similar to the downloads folder. You're counting, aren't you?
1: I have only have 9.
0: I have 4. But yeah. that includes a stack of screenshots. Right. Which which I'm sure if I okay. unstacked was yeah, unstacked at like 400. There'd be a bunch of- <laughs>
1: now, <laughs> yeah. okay, so so our desktop is a place where we get digital bloat. Email, obviously email is a huge problem. Open tabs.
0: Okay, on you, your you left web browser. You left you left preaching and went to ha! <laughs> I actually have an extension for Firefox that I'm not going to go let it do it, but it will count how many tabs I have open in how and how many windows, because that's the other thing. Is Ooh, I, that's I, the, I
1: hadn't thought about windows. I have
0: 19 Firefox windows open right now, Dana. <gasps> Some oh, of David. them have 20 or 30 tabs. Some of them only have like two.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, it's ca- I see. I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't I, function. I buy
0: computers with a lot of RAM. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, partly for that reason.
1: How many how about apps and programs, app programs on your computer, apps and your phones and your, your tablet, whatever? How about many contacts? You photos. I think I have like twelve thousand photos. Oh, I forgot to put music down. Um, uh, files, folders, documents, passwords that you don't ever use anymore, bloated, bloated password interesting. things, bookmarks, your reading lists, all of that stuff. What did I miss?
0: No, I think you I think you got it. I was gonna make a joke about the Windows registry here, but but I, I really don't want anyone to use a registry cleaner. It is really a terrible idea. Please don't.
1: I don't even know what it is, so let's not even talk about it.
0: Good. I see. Enough.
1: Yep. enough. Okay. And why do we care? We said it before, it makes it hard to focus. The notifications, the scrolling, the not being able to find what you need. Um Myster- I have all these mysterious folders that I have no idea what's in it, Just, or folders with nothing in it.
0: Oh, I thought of one. I'm sorry, to circle back to your list. Domain names. <laughs> oh. And the reason that I thought of it is you're, you're talking about notifications and mysterious <gasps> unneeded files. And I was eh, yeah, yeah. thinking the programs, and you think, wow, there was a reason that I installed that program, and now I can't remember what it was, and I forgot about it, Right. The there's a joke in, in tech about using domain name registration renewal emails as project management. <laughs> <laughs> like when the when you get the notification that says this domain is about to expire and you think, oh, I
1: need to work on. That. I need to <laughs> I work forgot. on that project. I haven't thought about that in a
0: year since the last yeah. time I got that domain renewal registration you know email thing.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, yeah. So many okay. business ideas locked away so in domain names. So many business I know. Yeah. And
1: if you're an entrepreneur at all, we have them. We just have them.
0: We do. Mm-hmm. And domain names actually cost money, unlike a lot of, you know, like if yeah. you stash too many files or install too many programs or whatever. Domain names, you get to rent those every year.
1: <laughs> yeah, you rent them every year and, and and don't ever use them. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. I it
1: Does it overwhelm you? I mean, that's another reason that I care. It can be really overwhelming.
0: Well, that was what I was thinking about with domains. I I don't have as nearly as many. I started years ago just turning auto-renewal off and and straight up marking them to not renew. Because of this, it it would talk about depressing. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, my goodness, that was a great idea. I never did anything with that, and I would feel terrible. And now I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah.
1: I just look at it and say, oh, well, that was a good idea mugged by a gang of facts, and just let it go.
0: Oh, yeah. what a great line. Yeah, it's true. So it is overwhelming. I didn't make it It's up. depressing. This is, it, the emotional piece of this, honestly, is probably the biggest one for me. It's, it's just, yeah. not only is it overwhelming, it just doesn't, it raises things that I don't need to feel. If I don't have to feel them, I don't want to feel them.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. And there's, no, you don't need to be poking that, poking those feelings. You just yeah. don't. Yeah. yeah. Impulsivity, you know, a big deal for us. The shiny objects—if you see the folders, the pictures, the whatever—it just pulls you down rabbit holes.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. easy to it's easy to decide. Well, let me go look at that, and then two hours later, you've you know, you're you're not where you started. And then looking at the tech reasons.
1: It slows our systems down, our computers, our phones, everything. I mean, they're processing that app that you never use, even if you're never using it. It's going th- through it every time you're trying to do something. Um, That's at least what I read, and I don't know if that's right.
0: I mean, the the, the actual details of this are probably more complicated than we want to get into, but okay, especially you. if you've don't. installed an app that that runs in the background, and many do, many of the apps do. They, they try to update themselves, or they have, you know, various processes that are just running all the time look i'm looking at the upper corner of my my screen uh, what's running oh right is now. that what you and so yeah and that's just a simple thing that you can do right if you if you don't want to uninstall everything that you're not using all the time you could at least check to see what's loading at startup and you'll find that it that it reduces the amount of ram the memory and the amount of processing power I that's have no actually, idea how to do that yeah because if, okay. if, if it's unless it's got something that runs in the background on boot or at startup or whatever most most of these are not on your computer at least taking up resources other than space until you launch them you know but um phones are a little different most apps run in the background on phones and so yeah. those are those are reducing yeah. and they're chewing up battery i mean you know there 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 are right. there are actual costs yeah especially on mobile devices
1: and then the security risks oh, the way goodness. i'm thinking of it and I didn't even think about this one when I started researching to write this. Is then every time something is touching you or your system, that's another little link in for a security risk.
0: It's true. It's a we, we what we call it in in the tech world. It increases your attack surface. Ooh. And so, Dana, one thing that we could mention here that's really a, a a really vulnerable spot for a lot of people is is if you've ever clicked the sign in with. Blank button. Sign in with Facebook. Sign in with Google. Sign in with Twitter. You name it. There are lots of places. And it seems like a great idea, right? Like, hey, Mm -hmm. I don't have to go create yet another username and password because I can just use my Google or Facebook account or whatever. What you don't maybe realize is that not only has that given that third party app, whatever it is, access to your Google or Facebook account to collect data about you. But you're also then letting Google or Facebook or whoever it is know every time you use that app, there's the data passing back and forth about you. And a lot of times those apps have permissions they just don't need. You know, they'll right. it'll be like a, hey, here's a game that you can play. There's one that I do play. This is back to our social media. So there's a game I play on my phone. It always wants me to add my Facebook account. And I don't want... Just, the amount of data right. that it would give them is is enormous. So the point of this is that there's a there's a way when we're getting to practical things. There's a way to go review in Google in your Google account and in your Facebook account what apps have access. And this is something you should do. Sorry, I I I don't want to should alert should alert yeah. yeah should I mean alert. we're getting
1: way off there, David. Okay, okay so okay, um, so. But this is important and it we'll is, talk, yeah. we can talk about this if, if you want to. So reviewing your Facebook.
0: Yep. Or Google um, account permissions right. or Google mm-hmm. permissions. Yep. Exactly.
1: I see. I don't have that down there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Super. Right.
1: Okay. So why does it build? Why do we have digital book building? Um, we think it doesn't matter. It doesn't show. It's not like a pile of stuff on the counter or on the desk. We just think it doesn't show and it doesn't matter. And it also falls into that out of sight, out of mind, never get around to it. I'll do it later. It doesn't matter. And another reason is we want the visual reminders.
0: Oh, boy. We lean on those. At least I we, do. I, a lot of Yeah.
1: And I it. realized... Uh, I went and yesterday, when I was mucking around with writing this, I I moved some of my visual reminders off of my desktop into a folder, and I realized that a project that I'm personal project, I'm really excited on and been working on a lot. I I hadn't thought about it.
0: You had just stopped working on it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I hadn't thought about it since yesterday morning because I'd moved the reminders.
0: Was the that a physical reminder, thing on your physical desktop, or you're talking about your your computer?
1: To, my computer.
0: Yeah. Because I do the same thing in both places, right? You know, I have things, you know, that I want to see and it's the same, yeah.
1: But the deal with visual reminders for ADHD is you got to be really careful because if you have so many, too many of them, you don't see them.
0: They all become invisible.
1: They all become invisible. So that's why visual reminders are an
0: incredibly
1: important tool for ADHD. And this is just general. This is with real stuff and also digital. digital, right. However, if you don't, manage them if they just you've got fifty thousand digital or visual reminders none of them work exactly so you got to be really careful with this one
0: yeah there's a sweet spot in there where it's helpful yeah yeah
1: yeah okay so one of the things that i want you to realize everybody is is is, this is all very personal what Mm -hmm. works for me not my not work for david what works for david might not work for me or for you or for it maybe work some of you and not others and so it's very very personal and when i was preparing this it was going to be this big laundry list of shoulds and things to do and not do and i i don't i'm not a big laundry list person i try to avoid those um because you we just don't need to be shoulded it on any more than we already are in life it's So true. be so i and i believe this for everything ADHD. We've got to see what works for us, but especially when it's something as personal, as important as our technology, we've got to be really conscious of what's working for me and what's not.
0: And especially as we rely more on technology. And I think that's the thing that's like when we're trying to decide how, how important is it to think about ditching, ditching digital bloat. You know, maybe maybe all of the things we're talking about don't apply, but some of them might really, really matter yeah. in your specific situation based on how you use your tech, you know?
1: Right, right. And the other thing that when you're researching how neurotypical people do this, they say, well, set aside a time each week or month to go through and clear everything up. We're not going to do that. We're just not. We're not. It's not going to happen. It's we true. need it to either be automated. Or we need to think of it in, in little chunks of time. So I approach it, what, what I do is when I'm trapped, like on an airplane or a long drive, that's when I'll go clear out photos. That's when I'll go clear out um, uh, contacts. You know, We're, We should when
0: clarify I, that you're not doing this while well behind the wheel.
1: No, when someone else is driving. Yeah, I don't do this while I'm driving.
0: Hey, I've got a long stretch of highway in front of me. Let me just go clean up my phone. Well, no.
1: Yeah. You know, so it's so if, yes, when I am trapped and not doing anything else vital, like driving. Right. Yeah. That's when I do
0: it. Planes are good for that because you're usually not the pilot, I think, right? Usually not. Usually.
1: And it's also, and this follows my my way of staying clutter free is clean it clear it out as you notice it once you've got the initial you know big masses of stuff gone it's oh gosh look at this you know look at my contacts oh who are out in the heck are all these people or look at the photos or look at you know it's like oh look at my sock drawer i'm just gonna spend two minutes and clear this out right now so it's never perfect right but it sort of stays manageable
0: similar to how i handle pulling weeds in landscape beds right exactly <laughs> I don't exactly oh it, look it's never a weed. yeah they're never weed free right <laughs> right Right. it's, right. it's just so how, how, how much have i done recently
1: so it's yeah. kind of a clean as you go and when you're there's nothing else to do sort of pay attention to it when you notice it yeah. right? so david in our yes. last few minutes what do we want to talk about as far as digital bloat
0: I, you know, I think the practical side is, is, is an interesting thing. A lot, a lot of the attention grabbing stuff. If you, if you have things on your desktop or the time sucks, and this is this, again, I would go back to the downloads folder. The time suck of the download folder is brutal because even if you just downloaded something, depending on your operating system, some, and you, and, and, and depending on the kind of work you do, but a lot of us, at least for me, I download stuff all the time. And that downloads folder is just enormous. So anything that's related to a client project, anything that's related to something that I know I'm going to need to have some sort of level of professional responsibility even if it's a personal thing but it's like something I need to pay attention to, mm-hmm. I move it immediately. I have I have file management software that I use that is remarkably similar to something that I started using in the 80s, Dana. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Norton Norton utilities. Norton commander was the name of the original DOS tool. And it's there have been Windows versions and Linux and now Mac. But I move those into the appropriate long term folder in the documents. So under my documents folder, maybe there's a client folder or a personal project or whatever. I move those things immediately because I know the cost of having to try to go find them later. Right, and I put I them on them my
1: desktop. Visible. I just have them moved to my desktop, and then that's my visual reminder to use them, get rid of them, move them to where they belong.
0: And that's good because you manage your desktop pretty aggressively. Yeah, apparently. yeah, yeah. So, if but yeah. but the, the the what that could do is if you're inclined to let them pile up, then it just moves the
1: right invisible
0: so, mess to a visible mess. Right. Yes, yeah. and so
1: that's exactly as we were saying earlier. Have it work do set up the system so it works for the way you think.
0: Right. And for me that was creating a habit which I did years ago. Yeah. And and that thankfully I, I was able to commit to that habit because it used to have a cost. You know, we didn't have unlimited storage mm-hmm. like we effectively do today. And yes. like you needed every bite, you know, so you didn't want to keep something if you didn't need it. So that that's where I developed the habit. if I were starting today, I don't think I could probably create that habit as effectively. But um, I love the fact that, Dana, I'm I'm scanning your notes. You wrote about email. Your first point under email is just my favorite.
1: And that is let go of inbox zero. Oh, my God. That idea of inbox zero makes me go bonkers.
0: And you, dear listener, may be someone who is committed to it and you can manage it. If so, you're rare. but But I know there are people who they joke about having OCD about this, similarly to how neurotypical well, people joke about having ADHD. And
1: and we're told that's what we should do. Oh, you should have inbox zero.
0: Nope. Thank no. you. No. Next. No. But I do it's, use,
1: yeah.
0: Co- I was going to say, it, I use rules. This is where, like, similar to, it's like uh, moving files around on your computer. If you could set up automation to do that, which I know I could do, I'm not going to do. Um, email is great for that. You can. Oh my gosh, those
1: rules are oh, fabulous.
0: Yeah, filing things away—you know, things that you want to get and and keep, but you don't need to see receipts—are a great example of this for me, right? I, yeah. If I get a a receipt, I don't need to see that, but I want to be able to find it later. I don't delete email, so you know, using an email platform that allows me to search for stuff is great. But uh, right. rules, right. it takes a minute to set up a rule once you learn how to do it.
1: Yeah, it really and sometimes they fall apart, but they you know, then set it up again, it's really yeah. easy to do and they're very helpful. Um okay, let's talk a little bit about inbox zero. This is one of those neurotypical ideas that we should all look, live towards and you may have heard it and what I find with it is a couple of things. It makes me obsessive about my inbox, which means I'm not doing other stuff. And it also with my ADHD, if my inbox is zero, it's been very rare that it's gotten to zero, but if I have managed to get it there, it's frustrating because it builds back up again. It's another two minutes before I get another email. But also it... um I'm sorry, my husband just walked by my door and I forget exactly what I was going to say.
0: Oh, you had that moment where you saw your husband and got distracted. Well, I can say this about Inbox Zero. Please. If, please. if, if you ever see me with Inbox Zero, you know that I am either insane. You're dead. Or, <laughs> yeah, or... Or I have decided to waste my life. Like there was a a bumper sticker I used to love, like a clean clean desk is a sign of a wasted life, you know. Yeah. I've made time management choices there. The thing that I I truly hate about email is that if I I feel like I have to read it, process it, reply to it or whatever, then I've given anyone in the world who can dream up my email address. They don't even have to have it. They could just, you know, invent it systematically or whatever. The ability to create work for me. Right. I don't, I don't grant that permission. And so, therefore, right. I don't care if I ever reach inbox zero. In fact, I, right. I, I care that I don't.
1: <laughs> and I, I delete a lot of things without replying if it's just this random stuff. Hi, I want to post on your blog. No, delete. And then I'll, please respond to me. No, delete. Um, I know what I was going to say before Scotty walked by my door was that if on the rare like one or two occasions, my inbox has gotten really empty, I it stresses me out because I we with ADHD we need to feel like we have enough to do.
0: Mm, that's true.
1: And it's so it just drains some stimulation. So I like to have my inbox kind of controlled. I don't want to have more than one screen full of stuff that I know I need to do, but I just never ever aim for zero.
0: Yeah, I use the archive function. I I, I know. Yeah, you use you also use Google's mail services, yeah. and I yeah. use them for business, and so I use the archive tool often. Because then it allows me to, if I ever need to search for it, I can still get it, but it's not on my first screen anymore.
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, open tabs. Let's talk about that. So, what I, my brother, when he found out that I never shut my computer down, said, "Dana, that you know, that's a security risk." I don't know why, but he because macOS
0: applies updates when you when you reboot. It, it okay. mostly. Yeah. Yeah, there and are he, some so, it, it applies in real time. But yeah. so
1: I've gotten in this habit, which I really like, and also the Apple guy when I got my new computer because my old one the email was so bloated, the whole computer just died, and I lost all my email. I don't remember David if you realized last year that that had happened. Um, and um, so the Apple guy told me he said just restart it every day. So before when I part of my shutdown routine at night is to close all the tabs. Shut down the computer. And you know what else that does? It keeps me from running into the office and doing a little bit more work later on.
0: Oh, because you've already turned it all off.
1: Ah, oh, it's already turned off. Okay. Yeah, She's you created sleeping. friction for yourself. Yeah. That's She's good. asleep. I'm not gonna wake her up. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um and I if I need to find a tab, I just use the history because it's all yeah. right there. That's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh what else, David?
0: Well, I Looking think we could this. talk endlessly about this. I think we've we hit could. the really important stuff. Uh we 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 talked about the security side of it. You know, we mentioned earlier and I was starting to ramble about it, but you know, checking checking what permissions exist is something you, that I recommend people do on a regular basis anyway. And it, and it's 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 bigger than just like what what can log in with Facebook or Google. It's things like the permissions you've granted devices or or apps on your mobile device.
1: So when you, so who do we have, where do we look for all these permissions?
0: So I'm not an iOS user, but on, on Android, there is a, a very simple app interface that allows you to go check and see what any app has permission to do. And for certain kinds of permissions, there are special places, like for example, location permissions.
1: And there's that's all available on, on iOS on Apple phones as well. But what about the apps on the computer? You've got Facebook, you've got Giggle, Google, you've got um what else? Do you, do you, install you just go a in a Facebook
0: app on your on your device? Do you do you use like a Mac app for Facebook or or, or, or on something? my I, I go into computer? the web, web browser? Just, just through the browser. Okay, yeah. So the browser uh, the browser side of it, you know. Yeah, we could. There's a rabbit hole there at some level. But I think I'm thinking more about the things that you've given permissions in your in your day to day life. So if we're talking about Google or Facebook, those accounts you want to manage. And I prefer to do it from a computer because they're they're, it's just simpler. But you can definitely go look at permissions that Facebook has. Who sees your posts? You know, sometimes. Right.
1: Yeah, you know, everybody. Yeah, so all of that stuff. Okay, so I've done a lot of that.
0: The thing yeah. that, that people miss sometimes are like when you remember the quizzes that we all used oh, to take, God. you know, like take this quiz or whatever. But a lot of oh people didn't God. realize they were giving full permission to their Facebook account to these developers. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's something you can review periodically and go go get rid of. I tend to have a lot more of those kinds of permissions issues because of the nature of the work that I do. I'm all the time wrangling permissions, but you know, here's what you could do, dear listener. If you have a question about this that you would like to hear us address, then you know, shoot us an email. And because uh, I don't, I don't want to presume that things I might ramble about right now will be useful to enough of our. We audience. give
1: you permission to
0: email. Us. Yeah, you can create work for me. Send it to hello at kicksandmediahd dot com. And um, I do read, <laughs> and those it'll emails. land yeah. into the inbox it, with forty thousand no, other emails. It doesn't. It, it gets. That's a special. It's a special place.
1: <laughs> That <laughs> I pay very, attention a to a special land for yes. kick some ADHD emails.
0: It is a special land. It doesn't <laughs> mean you're going to get a reply right away, but you 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 will you will at least be noticed. So yeah, do that. And um, and what ideas have we missed? Are there areas of digital bloat in your life that like some of these? Dana, I you know I I, I personally am never going to go clean up passwords. Right, not going to do it. I'm not going to go I, clean up contacts. I've been I did when, when
1: my old computer absolutely imploded and died and I had to do the new one. I cleaned up the passwords because I just could.
0: I, 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 had, to re- I had to I had to transfer moments. everything over anyway. Yeah, yeah. but
1: it was – but no. So – and a lot of these things, When I, if you see on my notes, David, it's, well, the bloat is real. The bloat is real. The bloat is real. I'm not – you know, it's yeah, just – Yeah, not
0: worried about it. I, they, I, about I don't it. recommend anybody store passwords in your browser. So if you store them in Safari or, or Chrome or Firefox, that is – Massive security risk for lots of reasons. I used to rec- recommend LastPass. I don't anymore, oh, uh, really? based on some problems that they've had. But but get yourself a, a trusted password. Like one pat
1: is one password. Okay. One
0: password's great. Bitwarden. There there are a bunch of them that are, that are that are are solid. Just um, you know, we could we could have that conversation, but it's it's detailed. There are, there are some things that you need to know that are best practices. But but browsers are not a good place. And if you are storing them in a browser, then they are going to bloat and slow things down in a way that, you know, might might actually impact your your life. But the security risks are, are to me, too, they outweigh the benefit of having them in the browser.
1: Oh, really? Because mine are all in the browser. Okay, I'll change that.
0: Darn it. Yeah.
1: I love it. Darn it. All okay. Right. Sorry. And, David, we got to wrap up because look at the time. I know. I've got, a, I've got two minutes. Yeah. So, dear listener, what, what, what have you
0: heard here that you like, didn't like, want to hear more of, want to, want to ask a question about, comment on? Send us an email. Hello at kicksomeadhd.com.
1: Yeah. Go out and have a great week and kick yourself some ADHD. Ciao.
0: So, what do you think? is kick some adhd making a difference in your life if so join the movement help dana and me help more people just share kick some adhd with your people and leave a rating or review in your podcast app it does help us spread the word that living with adhd doesn't have to be so hard